What does $400 and your mother's credit card have in common? Well, for Gene Drummond, it was an opportunity to begin 31 years of making a difference and measurable impact in the field of health care. With that money and encouragement from her mother, Drummond began Healthcare Dynamics International with a mission to give a voice in healthcare to the vulnerable. Drummond's calling card is her passion for healthcare advocacy and equality. And she joined me this week to have an in-depth conversation about the importance of equity for all when it comes to healthcare on a global scale. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. to um we're delighted to be here delighted to share you have done such an amazing job of just keeping our keeping our community informed um and so you know that is so very that is so very important absolutely absolutely life is all about networking isn't it yes it is yes it is and sharing you know sharing the wealth sharing the wealth of wisdom that you have and um you know, helping someone else. That is so critical. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Now, dude, I know that uh, you've been in the world of healthcare for a very long time, and it all started uh, all started thanks to your mother and four hundred dollars. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about your personal and professional journey. Oh, absolutely. Be happy to. So, indeed. Um, I uh, come from a long history of incredible, strong, and just successful women. Uh, my grandmother and grandfather actually owned a family business. My grandmother was born in the late uh, 1800s. And uh, then my mom came along and she was a seamstress. Um, and so back in that day, she was uh, one of 13 children. And then I came along. Um, and there's a story with me in terms of had some challenges with my, uh, you know, with not being able to walk when I was shortly after being, you know, born and, and what have you had some dis hip dislocations. And so, um, you know, there's just a real, a real history and legacy of being able to overcome. Right. And, uh, my mom, indeed, I started my company with $400 on my mother's credit card that she gave me to buy my first computer. And so very thankful to say that I have uh, paid her back many times over and just very excited about, you know, the work. And that was, that was over 30 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And 
opportunity um, to build community. Um, I think that, you know, certainly, uh, I believe, you know, God created family. And with that family, I mean, the mother, the, the role of the woman in that family is, is really, you know, that caretaking, certainly the professional side, um, the community. I mean, women are typically the ones that are pushing, they're passionate about the children, about their community, about the schools, about you know, really providing um, strong stability in the home, in the community. Certainly, as we are strong communities, we come together as a strong nation. And um, so I think it's very important that women are able to have access to education, that women um, are seen as certainly a strong contributor in our culture, in our community, um, you know, to advance, you know, to advance this good work. Absolutely. When we think about the notion of healthcare equity, I know that you have some strong uh, perspectives there. So I'm wondering if you could share some of them with me this afternoon. Absolutely, absolutely. So as you know, um, you asked me about starting the company. I started off as a physician assistant. Actually, I also have a degree in respiratory therapy as well. But um, I worked for several years in a uh, practice and really began to see uh, many patients that I thought were being left behind as healthcare began its transformation. What do I mean when I say left behind? I felt that um, I would see their social needs were overpowering, were inhibiting their ability to really have improved health outcomes. Um, those social needs, those economic drivers, the, the issues around transportation, with housing, um, literacy, their understanding of their their, their health care. So we think about health health care equity. We say, you know, oftentimes people get equality mixed up with equity. When indeed equality, you know, equality is really meaning that, you know, you're, 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 you're providing to each individual or group of people a given set of the same resource, keyword, the same resource or opportunity, where equity recognizes the need to give each person different that has different circumstances, you know, a, a resource that they that is that is that fits their unique needs. So, for instance, if we have an individual that speaks um, English and is a, could be an American citizen has low English proficiency, we need to make sure that they have healthcare education materials. And let's say they have diabetes that is at their reading level or if it's in Spanish, in another language. Not just saying, oh, here's something on diabetes. You know, here's some education material on diabetes, read it. You ought to be able to read it, no. So that's very, very important. And I think as we um, have a, you know, we clearly have a very diverse uh, population that healthcare needs to redesign itself. Unfortunately, we have, I call it a sick care system not a healthcare system and thinking about individuals in a very holistic kind of way. That's that's very important. Yeah, everyone matters, don't they? Everyone matters. 
and it should be in a very human-centered, whole person-centered care manner as we deliver services. Yeah, absolutely. And Dean, as you know, I uh, personally have cerebral palsy and I do a lot of work to uh, promote inclusion, diversity, and equity. So when it comes to inclusive health care and value-based health care for uh, folks with disabilities and vulnerable health care, what do you think of? Yeah, so I'm so glad you said that. And, and um, you know, uh, Kevin, you are a prime example that nothing can hold you back, right? I mean, you are an overcomer and I just really want to congratulate, you know, you for just, um, yes, you know, that may be a condition that you have, but that has not limited your dreams, your aspirations, and you just go for it. Certainly, we know that cerebral palsy is significantly more common among Black children than, you know, than white children, um, you know, Hispanic. We certainly know that. And there are a lot of inequities um, when we think about even, you know, with the moms certainly having the, the babies and just understanding resources. There's a litany, um, you know, stigma. And so it's very important when we think at HCDI about vulnerable populations, we think about anyone, our goal is to help anyone that has a desire to achieve their maximum level of healthcare. So whether we're talking about, um, you know, individuals' rates and ethnicity, whether we're speaking of rural individuals that live in rural areas versus urban areas, veterans, uh, whether we're speaking of, you know, individuals that have healthcare genetic or, or, um, or you know, environmental factors that are impeding or have shaped their healthcare, you know, their healthcare status, um, we want to make sure that we are providing the best for, for that population. Value-based care, you asked me earlier about value-based care, and that's really where we're looking at providing, you know, the highest quality care to each individual at the lowest possible cost. And really looking at it from a framework of, you know, instead of, you know, we often think about providing care at a volume, instead of at the volume, no, let's understand is what we did, the prescription that we wrote, the visit that we had, the information that we provide, was that the right information, was that the right, you know, was that the right action or requirement that was needed for that particular um, patient? And we want to be able to see those outcomes. We want to know that they can live healthy lives at home, have to reduce their hospital days, reduce their emergency room visits, and make sure that they can live in healthy, sustainable communities. Absolutely. And, you know, Jane, I asked you earlier about women's empowerment. So I'll ask you a similar question about African-American women and how they can uh, create more opportunities for advancement, whether around entrepreneurship. I think that entrepreneurship and economic development um, amongst all women, all, all people, honestly, but particularly among women of color is an incredible way to give back. Um, we have currently well over 200 full-time staff that work with us and we bring in interns. We have interns now that are working with us. Um, we have, and so as a, you know, as a African-American female, 
I'm able to give opportunities to other minorities. We speak over 28 different languages. Uh, we're from 20 different countries, so we're very diverse. But in particular, I have a unique sensitivity because of my life experiences to communities of color, to some of the challenges and the, the, the structural racism, the just the limited um, the limitations that can be placed on, you know, can be placed um, on us. But yet I also am convinced that we can overcome, we can be a part of the solution. And so I think that we ought to look at the opportunities, the challenges, and know that um, God has blessed us with the tenacity, the persistence um, to move forward and to overcome even despite obstacles that might exist. Yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about obstacles. There's been no bigger obstacle in the last couple of years than COVID-19. So I'm curious to gain your perspective on, on how it affected healthcare. Yeah, so thank you so much. No question about it. So um, Kevin, we've been in business about 30 years and one of the um, one of the secrets of our success, if you will, that I'm always sharing is you've always got to be knowledgeable, thinking ahead to pivot. If I could use that word, what has kept us in business? Um, started my company in 1991. Um, I would say it's to pivot. It's to understand what are the market drivers? What are the, um, you know, what are the factors that you need to, you know, drive? And so certainly, you know, COVID came on, on site 2019 began to build 2020. We're here in our community. We're in Prince George, beautiful, gorgeous Prince George's County. You know, one of the largest majority minority, uh, minority majority, I'm sorry, majority minority uh, communities. And we just knew that we knew how to deliver care in a culturally competent, safe, you know, manner. And so I'm just excited to share. We provided over 60,000 uh, vaccinations we and that were with zero harm. That was great. That was phenomenal. Over fifteen thousand testing um, that we were able to provide, and over three hundred thousand uh, contact tracing interviews. And so our approach is very culturally and linguistically appropriate. We are very, you know, we exercise cultural competence. Sometimes people just need to. You just people just want you to listen. They want you to know that you are willing to hear, understand, and just show empathy. And that's very, very important. And so we're really proud of our work. We're continuing to do it now and the work that we are um, supporting in terms of our public health infrastructure is critical. Indeed. And you know, Jean, I'm curious and fascinated to ask you, I know that you were appointed the governor uh, Hogan's Health Equity Commi uh, Commission, uh, and I wanted to know uh, what uh, what an honor that was for you, and how grateful you are of that increased platform that you have. Well, you know, Kevin. Well, first of all, you've done all your research, all right. So I'm telling you, you have the whole, you know, you know all the recent stuff that's happened to me. So yes. I am so honored um, to serve my state. I love Maryland. I always tell people it's a small state, but we got the best folks here. I'm telling you, we are very innovative and aggressive in terms of our work. So yes, we were um, so excited about, um, you know, prior Senator Shirley Nathan Pullum 
and just her great work in terms of you know driving health equity. And so we are we were appointed um, you know to the governor's health equity commission uh, by the secretary of health of the state. And you know I am I am uh, looking forward to utilizing this platform to understand how the state plans to implement uh, policy. You know. Our, we always say that HCDIs are policy to practice. So we look at healthcare, federal policy, state, local policy, and how do these policies have unintended consequences on the ground? How do we actually implement them in the practice, the medical practice, the community, the homes, hospitals? Um, you know, and so that's very important to us. So we're very excited about, about that and um, the contribution that we can make to make sure that policymakers hear the voice of the patient, hear the voice of the practitioners that are serving in communities that are vulnerable, that you know do not have structural, you know do not have the sidewalks that are needed, do not have the grocery stores and the parks and recreation that have increased violence in them. And so that's the work that we are trying to is to bring. I always talk about my health equity lens and how we work with plans, health plans. We work with public health departments. We work with the federal agencies to make sure that they understand how to look at their data, how to craft solutions that are equitable, you know, that, that have equity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, also know that congratulations is in order. Ajit, because you were also named one of uh, 25 influential Black women by, by some business publications there. So I, I'm curious to uh, get your perspective on that honor. And you were also uh, uh, recognized by Congress as well. So uh, to call you an ambitious person would be an understatement. So definitely. <laughs> What does all of these honors and recognitions mean to you? I'm fascinated. Sure, sure. Well, Kevin, first of all, I give God all the glory for every opportunity that he has given to me, to my family to serve. We are servants. And I don't take it every single day. My prayer is, God, give me the wisdom to know who and where I am to serve. And so to the extent that we have leveraged our education, our, our collaborations, partnerships, and, and work that we've done, um, we're, we're very thankful that it has been recognized. Um, I think, you know, to what you're saying, I mean, our work that we've done, work in every state in the, in the nation, um, now we're looking to go global with our health equity work. We're excited about our first global conference that's going to be held in October, October the 25th. And so I just, I view myself as a change agent, as a strategist, as a strategic, um, you know, uh, innovator, and most of all, as a child of God. Uh, my goal is to spread his love, um, fulfill his purpose, and be in the marketplace what I feel that um, others can look to, you know, can look to as an example, as a model. Um, my family is very instrumental to me. I've been married for all, over 36 years to my husband who's been married, my, my sons. And so it's a family affair. 
And our family begins with thanking God as our creator for the opportunity to truly, when we go back to the vision of HCDI, it's improving the quality of health for all, especially those most vulnerable. So we're going after the least of the little ones to try to make their life better than maybe our life has been. And then to show them how they can then turn and help someone else. Absolutely. And, you know, my final question for you is when you take a retrospective of your life, how do you think you want your legacy to be defined? Oh, no question. Um, I want, you know, my legacy to be one that, you know, Miss Drummond was a, whatever environment I come in, I change it. I change it for the better. Um, I want to speak positive into individuals' lives. Um, I want to have been able to give economic opportunities to individuals that may not have received them elsewhere to allow them to then discover and explore and utilize the gifts that God has given them to take their life to another level. And so I want to be a change maker. I just, you know, um, I just want to bring forth a harvest like none else and continue to sow seeds into, you know, into all the good ground that I can find. Absolutely. And if people want to get connected with the good work you do in healthcare or with you uh, personally, what's the best way they can do that? Absolutely. Well, look, we would love for you to, um, certainly my, our, my email is jdrummond, uh, D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D, J-D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D at hcdi.com. You can call our office at 301-552-8803. You can text me if you like it. And the code word would be Kevin. So if you text me, say Kevin told me to do so. Um, that's 240-882-9967. Um, our website, www.hcdi.com, as well as there's a genedrummond.com. And we love, you know, we enjoy working with um, commercial, Medicare, Medicaid health plans, um, we enjoy working with public health departments. And um, so anyone that is desiring to understand how to best, um, you know, provide services for communities that are most vulnerable, particularly as it relates to healthcare. But I'm going to say not just healthcare, but it's of life, right? So whether it's housing, food insecurity, um, transportation, those are the areas um, that we seek to focus in the social determinants of health. Fantastic. Well, Gene, as I uh, shared with you at the outset of our conversation, today is a special day for the program as we uh, celebrate our 500th episode today. So yes. I, 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 I want to thank you for taking part in our celebration today and all the good work that you do in the field of healthcare. You work in the space and on behalf is most appreciated, and I want to thank you for being here today. Yes, Kevin, I am so very grateful. It's it's just um, change makers like yourself that provide such an inspiration for others to get up and get it done, right? And so I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your five your 500th, you know, guest on this phenomenal program. Thank you so very much. And, um, you know, we are certainly, you know, excited about let's have this conversation. <laughs>